In Dick of the Week, we talk about dirty stuff and use dirty language. We're rated M for mature. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> dick of the Week. Dick, dick of the Week. Dick, 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 dick of the Week. 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 Give me that D, yo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Dick of the Week, uh, the podcast where we talk about everything we love and sometimes hate about romance novels. This week, um, since we you know, told you last episode that Stephanie is going to be on parent leave, um, which baby, as of the recording, has not arrived, but we'll keep you posted, I have a very special guest, Morgan Spatola. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for getting up on a Saturday morning and <laughs> recording with me. I mean, that's my fault because I said afternoon and then I messaged you twice and was like, can we go earlier? So thank you for getting up on a Saturday morning. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, and so since it is November, and in fact, we are recording this on November 14th, just putting that out there because that means our numbers will be different by the time this mm. releases on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about NaNoWriMo. Yay. I'm Everyone's favorite stressed out November activity. Yep, exactly. I'm feeling so ambivalent towards it right now, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, and for any of you that haven't listened to our last two November's worth of NaNoWriMo episodes, um, that is National Novel Writers Month. Yes. Oh my God. My brain is so tired. I'm like, did I say that right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> where your goal is to write 50,000 words of a new book, which I guess I'm technically a rebel because I've done this a few times now. And most of the time, it's not me starting a brand new book. It's Ooh. me continuing a book. I'm going to tell. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Morgan very kindly agreed to be on the episode because last year she worked on a more traditional romance novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, what are you doing? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we are halfway through the month. You probably should know that by now. <laughs> I know. Isn't that wild? So tomorrow's going to be halfway and we'll be, if we're on track, we'll be 25,000 words of our 50,000 words, which is just so wild. I can't believe it's been so long already into this month. I know. Um, and yeah, I, I started plotting this book. It's a fantasy novel. So I, I know that at least. Um, and it's about vampires. So I know that at least. And um, awesome. at first I was like, yeah, they fall in love. And like, and so that'll happen. And that's cool. And so I'm going to plot out my romance beats or whatever. And I started writing this book. And I realized that, like, there's just so when you have like a this is gonna I feel like such a nerd right now but you know what I'm writing this and I have to stand behind it own it (laughs) when you have a vampire and a mortal okay a non-vampire person that are like interacting with each other and you know whatever there's a certain like power exchange situation happening there that I never realized before uh before I got deep into it and writing it because at first I was like oh vampires are cool whatever you know and then I'm writing it and I'm like oh my god I'm like he has all this power he the vampire's a guy and the mortal's a girl and so there's like that happening and then I was like he has all this power over her and I'm feeling really uncomfortable with like having them join into a relationship with each other because like if there's an unfair power exchange and there's like issues of consent and stuff like how is this a fair relationship and how is this a good portrayal of a healthy relationship so I've really been struggling with that and you can tell I've wanted to talk about that because <laughs> I yeah. just went off but um so now I don't know if it's a romance like the 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 story the plot of the story is the same but the question at the end is do they fall in love I'm not mm. sure yet so that's that's where it stands right now now I mean without like I guess totally spoiling what you're writing does she stay immortal the whole time or does she ever become a vampire no she will become a vampire I don't mind spoiling that because it's going to happen like halfway through the book so it I mean it puts them on equal footing but the thing is he is the one that turns her. So again, it's right. one of those things where it's not fair necessarily, you know? Yeah. And that is really interesting. Cause I mean, I feel like there's a ton of different romance novels where that is a thing and people are really into that. But mm-hmm. like, that's, that's something I've kind of struggled with. Like the whole like office romance where it's like mm-hmm. the boss and 
the non-boss. Right. <laughs> and, you know, especially if it's something like the boss and the secretary or the assistant or something along that where it's a very definite power dynamic right. issue. Like the, the book I'm currently working on, technically she is higher she is higher up in the company than he is mm-hmm. i don't know like that's like barely even a thing in my book because they're, they're part of the same the same friend group and okay. so it's, well to see that makes it a little different right and so it's not like stuff that's happening at the work is important um but it's not like i don't know like it's not as much of a thing as some of like the office romances mm-hmm. that people write mm-hmm. where it's like Oh, on top of him being the one in charge, he's also a billionaire and you're just a simpleton little whatever who can barely make her rent meet and he's going to save you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I people, just, people are into it. So they if you, are. So if you do write that, like you'll have an audience for sure. But like it is one of those like questionable, how do I do this without being creepy (laughs) right well and it's interesting because yeah there would be an audience because i know people are into it and i could be like oh it's a dark romance he like possesses her and then she falls in love with her captor or something you know something but those types of tropes are what i hate about romance i hate reading a romance novel and going oh my god this is unhealthy and would never happen in real life like i know it's supposed to be a fantasy but i just as a writer i wouldn't be able to let myself model um you know that type of relationship if it's not something that i like believe in if that makes sense or like oh for sure you know or or i'm comfortable with myself i don't want to write it you know so it just has been a really interesting journey of being like oh that's a neat idea to going oh my gosh like this is not there's so much at play here that i didn't even think about so it's been really fun to explore but yeah as a romance it's just uh it feels like a minefield right now <laughs> so <laughs> Have did you ever watch the the movie Three Hundred Sixty Five Days on Netflix? No. Or did you hear about it? No. Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> Stephanie and I watched it solely for the purpose of talking about it on this show. But okay. it's it's quote unquote romance, and mm-hmm. it's like out. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, this makes Fifty Shades of Grey look like child's play." Oh no. Like <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> And it's, 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 I mean, it is a darker romance and it is sexy, but like, like they, I was like, am I watching porn right now? Like that's fine. But like, this is on Netflix. I'm a little startled. (laughs) Like like you didn't actually ever see his dick, but like you, they, the, the, the most they could possibly show without being like, this is an adult film. (laughs) Right. Wow. Um, But anyway, so the point of that movie is he is part of the mafia or whatever, and he kidnaps her oh and it's one of those like fall in love with your capture kind of Mm -hmm. things and uh, they i mean i haven't read the book because when the movie came out the book was still not in it hadn't been released in english yet because it's like a polish writer i believe okay um and he's italian so there's like polish being spoken and italian being and and english i don't know it's a very multilingual movie but um yeah anyway i don't know how accurate the movie was to the book but it was one of those things where like there is not enough happening here for me to understand why she suddenly is into this right <laughs> right yeah i just um yeah i don't know like it's it's a fun fantasy to explore you know and i'll grant that like i understand that people have fantasies about like you know like losing all their power and being completely at the whims of the person that they're you know with or whatever um, you know, I'm into BDSM. I get that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I guess just to bring, yeah, like, I guess emotion into it, it really makes you wonder, like, it's just so I don't know, it's just hard to navigate. I think it, it makes you wonder how genuine that would be how healthy that would be like, how do you want to model that and see, you know, how they're going to work these things out. I think that I think that there's a way, well, I don't know, actually, but I'm, I'm wondering if there's a way for someone to heal from that. Like, I guess, like, if you if you have that captor-victim relationship that turns into a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. like, for me, in the back of my head, I'm always wondering, well, is this just Stockholm Syndrome? Or is this genuine and real? And how do right. you heal from the trauma and the, the hurt that the captor originally gave to you? 
like, is there a way to heal from that? I don't know, you know? And so that's kind of something I'm exploring in my book too, is like, is it possible to make amends uh, with that type of person? Or is that, that trauma and hurt always going to be there, you know? Yeah. That was really that's like, interesting. heavy. Sorry. <laughs> no, I like it. That's, I mean, that's not the type of <clears throat> romance I typically read and or write. So it's really interesting to me to have to like, be like, huh, yeah. would I, would I be okay and comfortable writing that type of thing? And if so, like, how would I navigate that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely given me pause, which is funny because, um, you know, last year I just was like, <laughs> I don't know, they used to hook up in high school and then they reconnect 10 years later and it's all just like super fun. And then they're not sure if they want to be together, but then they end up together at the end, you know, like super easy, <laughs> so yeah. super easy, super fluffy. And now I'm like sitting here with these like, I don't know, themes that I'm like, oh my goodness, like what is happening here? So it's uh, it's definitely been a really interesting experience so far this month. Are you following like, I don't know, other standard vampire <clears throat> rules? I don't know how, how like my, my experience with vampires mostly is like a little bit of angel and <laughs> what, what we do in the shadows yeah. and like more or less that. <laughs> I... Oh, and, and true blood. Oh, <laughs> I pull most of my lore from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay. Uh, that's my favorite vampire book. It's a classic, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the one that created it all, right? And so um, it's just funny because my microphone's actually sitting on a copy of it right now to boost it up. That's so funny. <laughs> so my microphone wasn't tall enough. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I followed those like vampire conventions but I'm also changing it a little bit to sort of fit you know my world and stuff so I'm gonna say it's a pretty traditional I don't have like sparkly vampires you know (laughs) or you know whatever um it's pretty traditional but then there's some things that I'm just choosing to ignore because I just it would be too complicated. Like, oh, they can't go out in sunlight. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, yes, they can. <laughs> you know, it's like too complicated to make that into a thing and have to navigate everything at, at nighttime during this like little adventure they're going on. So yeah, um, there's, there's a lot that I've chosen to ignore, but then there's a lot of like very traditional stuff that I've chosen to stick with. So that's cool. Yeah. Did you have to do a lot of world building <clears throat> for the writing process? I mean, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I'm still kind of working it out. But yeah, there's, there's been, um, there's a basic concept that I have that essentially, you know, everyone in this world sort of believes in this, like, pantheon of deities and the deities are the reason that you know everything you know happens like they're the reason that vampires are made and they're the reason that this happens whatever but nobody actually really believes it but it's also where you know there's a magic system in this world and the magic is channeled through you know your belief in these deities so it's like they are real even though nobody's like really believing in them Mm. um so that was that's kind of something that shapes you know the way that that things work in this world um And so it's, yeah, I mean, I've had to think a lot about that because we're, you know, dealing with the vampires and they're talking about their origin story and all this stuff. So um, that's pretty much like as far as the world building goes. Otherwise, like every time they travel to like a new city or something, I'm literally just pulling a name out of my butt and like, (laughs) just like, I don't know, going for it. (laughs) (laughs) There's a, there's a big amount of improvising. I think that happens once you're actually in the trenches of Nano, like you can plan a lot, but once you're actually writing it, there's stuff that happens that, uh, I don't know, that just happens out of nowhere, really. <laughs> oh, for sure. So do you think that you're more of a planner or like a plotter or a pantser or a planter? Well, it's interesting because before, so last last year was my first successful NaNoWriMo. So before last year, I would have said that I am a pantser, like 100% all the way. I have an idea and I just roll with it, but mm. I'd never finished anything before. So I sat down and I was like, well, this isn't working, obviously, (laughs) you know, like, even though that's what comes natural to me, like, it's not working because I don't have any finished products. So um, I decided to be a plotter last year and it worked out great. I finished my novel and it, it made sense from start to finish, you know, and then this year I tried to do the same thing 
And, you know, now we're 14 days in and my plot has gone completely off the rails. Um, there's things happening that I didn't know were going to happen when I sat down to plot it out and I've had to replot. So this year I'm a, I'm a planter, but um, I really don't know. I want to be a plotter, but it's not working this year. <laughs> I feel that. I feel like I always, like, no matter what I'm working on, I want to be a plotter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Um, the first year, so 2017 was my first year I really did this and and managed to meet my goal. But, like, I literally decided on November 1st. I'm like, all right, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I had no plan. No plan at all. Oh, gosh. Uh, which means when I finally did finish that book, I'm still in the middle of completely rewriting it and right. plotting and redoing everything, <laughs> which is fine. But since then, and and, and I, I am writing contemporary romance mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, different couples within the same friend group. So I'm on right. the next book now. And I didn't really plot it, but I had, I think because of working on book one for so long, I'm like, oh, well, I know these are going to be happening in book two mm-hmm. with this couple. Mm-hmm. So I I think the fact that I focused so hard on revisions uh, leading up to Nano helped me kind of figure shit out without having to like sit down and really, really figure shit out. Right. <laughs> Which works out great for me because I I am not good at like being like now I'm gonna create an outline, mm-hmm. even yeah, though I, I use things like romancing the beat and other yeah. things like that where it's like spells it out how to do that. I'm still like, eh. I mean, I think it's good in some respects to have an outline written down. It's helpful for me because when I sit down to write, I go, "What am I doing?" And then I look at my outline, and I go, "Oh, okay, I'll mm-hmm. just write that." But I think as far as like terms of success goes, like as long as you just know what's going to happen, you you don't have to write it down. Like if you know in your head, like the beginning, the middle and the end, like then you're good. Right. I guess that's what planting is. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And and I, and I do think that's just what I generally am more comfortable with, like having like knowing certain aspects have to happen throughout it and then filling in the details mm-hmm. as I go kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah I, I find that that's that's comfortable for me but I guess in this case that's where things went off the rails because I was filling in the details and then I was like oh and there's a war that's gonna happen and I was <laughs> like there's a war what and I was like oh, okay no. I guess we're dealing with this now so <laughs> I sat down a few days ago to replot it all and it's half replotted and I kind of know what's going on and I'm just I mean I'm digging it it's it's really fun to write but uh yeah it's been been wild um how has nano been going for you so far this year you know what um not bad which i'm happy about (laughs) um i i i am actually um working on the same project that i started last year 2019 okay which i did not win last year um i got i got like Forty five thousand, and it got. It was like the last day. I was like, I'm nah. I'm done. I'm I'm tapping out. I was like, I know I could stay up real late and get all these words done, but eh. at some point you have to just you know save your sanity, right? Right, and that's where I was last year. And honestly, at that point, I wasn't loving this couple. I wasn't loving what I was doing. I was just like, I'm done. Um, and weirdly enough, like, and and I didn't even like touch those words until mm-hmm. like October of this year where I pulled it out and like, all right, let's see what I'm working with. What do I, what do I have to like completely redo and fix? And I ended up actually loving like all of it. Oh, that's <laughs> I was like, I'm like, well, that's weird. Why the, why was I in such a weird place last year while I was writing yeah. this? And I, I, like, I, it felt like I was pulling teeth while writing mm-hmm. it. And now I'm, now I read it. I'm like, Oh my God, I love them so much. <laughs> That's good, though. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if, again, because I have since completely rewritten the book that's before them, if that made me like things click and make more sense to me mm, in this book, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. But I was pleasantly surprised I didn't have to completely redo everything. Um, and then it's just been fun to write. And I mean, I'm not working right now. So it's like if you and I were talking about this yesterday, if I weren't like on track, I'd be like, what, what is she doing with her day? If right. she isn't managing to write these words when she's right. not working. Absolutely. Um, so that's been a plus. And I mean, that's my first time. I, it's the first time I haven't had a job since I was like 
15. So you get to play at being a real writer. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of fun and being like, all right, I'm going to sit in front of a computer and actively do this, which Mm -hmm. means half the time I'm on Facebook or Twitter or TikTok. But that was the biggest regret of all this. Why the fuck did I download TikTok (laughs) right before NaNoWriMo started? (laughs) Yeah, that's a choice, right? (laughs) I'm like, really? Really, self? You couldn't have waited until December for this? Like last year, um, when Disney Plus came out, that was in November, oh, and I was, was. like, yeah. and I was like, okay, I am not allowed to sign up for this until December, mm-hmm. and I'm, and I was very glad I made that rule. Oh, so you, this, you managed to stick to it then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But th- but this year, I'm like, what's this thing about TikTok? Everyone's going on about. <laughs> Let me just download it, and I'm like, oh my god, kitty cats, and then it's like, oh my god, horny TikTok. <laughs> literally it was like it took a day like i had several days in a row of pretty much everything it was giving me was cats i'm like this is so great and then the next day suddenly i was in like buy pirate land i'm like okay this is kind of fun and then i was like this is horny tiktok and i'm like well okay i don't know how i ended up here but (laughs) i know like you are not the only one like i've had people be like or not like not I've had, but like I've I've been speaking with people that are like, hey, so is TikTok just like real horny or like what's the deal? Because all I'm getting on my TikTok are like these naked people, and then it's like, <laughs> well, no, you just found horny TikTok. Like it's <laughs> like you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 wild. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man. And, you know, there's like the same like three songs that people really use in their horny TikToks, and I'm like, oh, all right. This is gonna be a thirst trap, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, so I mean, my my attention span is not great. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. with this November of 2020, all the all the shit going on. Um, quite a lot of shit. Yes. Yeah. So I do appreciate the fact that I can focus solely on writing, mm-hmm. and I don't like. It's hard. It's hard when you have a job and like being like, okay, am I gonna write before? I'm never, I'm never ever a write before work person. Oh, doesn't. I have to be at work at seven in the morning, so that will never happen. Yeah, but I get off early, you know, so that's nice. I'm 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 off work by three, so I feel like by the time I get my writing done, it's been like a full work day, and I'm done at five, and then I can like have the rest of my day. So it's not so bad, but yeah, writing before work, hell no, that's never gonna happen. And I'm finding now, because like you know, I I sit down to write, and like I'm not actually probably productive until like one or two o'clock, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm most productive at like four to six, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe even later. Like I've always, I just I think because of having a job, I've always done my writing and podcasting like at nighttime, right? And I and and I'm and while in school, I was the same way most of the time. Was like oh it's nighttime now it's time to like do my homework and write <laughs> papers and do that type of stuff yeah I, and I, I just think I am more of a nighttime person but yeah. which worked out great in previous years because my husband is a comedian so he would have mo- a lot of nights where he was out doing comedy oh okay but, but not during year. a no <laughs> he's you know being responsible and safe and not going to comedy clubs uh unlike a lot of people and so he's just home all the time which is great but then it's like after dinner it's like oh well are we gonna watch a movie are we gonna do this or that and i'm like yeah of course we are so now it's like okay trying to have what i need done before it's like hangout time with him right right which is lovely. I like spending time with him, but it's like, oh, okay, retraining my brain a little bit. Right. It's definitely about finding that new that new balance, like for sure. Yeah, it's it's kind of similar over here. My wife, you know, obviously wants to hang out with me once she gets off work at five o'clock, and sometimes I'm still writing, and I've been home for three hours, and she's like, well, you've been home for three hours, so why aren't you done writing it? <laughs> you know, and so, but you know, it's it's maybe not as it's not probably not the same for you, yeah, because you you are home all day, so it's it's about finding that balance. Whereas I have to write after work, so mm-hmm. yeah, and and he works from home, so he's home mm. all day too. So mm-hmm. then he'll be like, so like you know, lunchtime will happen, and he'll be like, so how like how, what's your word count like? How are you doing today? I'm like, uh... <laughs> at least you have someone to keep you accountable. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, what have you been doing? I'm like, oh. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I can promise I've been working on it. I'm like, uh, I'm not going to lie. I've been very distracted. He's like, that's fine. You'll get stuff done eventually. I'm like, mm-hmm. At least he believes in you. <laughs> yes, I do appreciate that. Oh, my God. I find that a lot of, um, you know, being successful with Nano is just having that support system, you know, and yes. having people that respect that this is what you're doing with your time all month. Um, so it's it's weird how crucial that is but it so is because if you have someone that's like that doesn't understand that like no I need to get this done today otherwise the rest of the month is going to be terrible you know that and they say okay go get your words done like that's that's fine like not going to bother you that's it's extremely helpful Um, very yeah. yeah And okay, so you have uh, a NaNoWriMo specific podcast. I do. (laughs) So how is that? Like, I mean, we have our like online, you know, group where we cheer each other on and keep each other accountable and all that. But how is it having that like whole specific group of people that like you podcast with pretty regularly? Because how often do you yourself have to do an episode for that? Um, I, I do an episode three weeks out of four weeks in November. So, um, we, all of us get a, a bye week where we aren't recording anything. And then, um, and then we all record three episodes basically in November. Um, and that ends up being two episodes per week. I don't know how the schedule works. Aaron did it and, um, and it worked somehow. And I said, that looks fine. So um, <laughs> I'm still not sure how it works out, but it does. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, a uh, it's, probably also a crucial part of my success last year because I have to write these words and come clean about my word count for the entire internet to hear. (laughs) So, um, I mean, basically last year I I decided like in, I don't know, September, like, Oh, I'm going to do nano this year. And I think I can really do it because like, I have this like support group online. I bet some of them are writers. I'm going to make a Facebook group. So I made the Facebook group. And then you know, Aaron, um, Aaron King goes, Oh, well, what if, is this crazy? Like, what if we did a podcast about it too? And then I was like, uh, that is crazy. And yes, let's do it. So, yeah. um, so we, we pulled some people together and, and just decided to, to just, you know, broadcast our failures on the internet. So and that's, <laughs> that's essentially what it was. It was like, you know, we're going to find time somehow, I don't know how, to record throughout November and we're going to post these episodes and we're going to, um, you know, be held accountable in that way as well. And so it's, uh, you know, it's really, it's really helpful. <laughs> um, so, and we, we, uh, we're lucky because all we have to do is record and we have a team of two um, editors that are just amazing. They edit and produce all of it for us. And, um, and that's then, helpful. Yeah. I mean, if, if we had to, I said, I'll, I'll, I'll do the podcast, but I will not be editing or producing any of it this month, you know? So um, we found some people to help us with that. And um, yeah, it's just helpful because, you know, and, and it seems like, I don't know why, but it seems like these people are always online <laughs> that I do this podcast with. Um, and so whenever one of us needs help, there's always someone else around that's like, hey, yeah, what's going on? You know, I'll help you with that. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been supremely helpful and definitely like the fear of making my fool of, fool of myself online is uh, is motivating me. <laughs> yeah. And so do you find that like being like, oh, my God. I have to get to a certain word count by this certain time because I'm recording. I like, do you feel like I don't want to let them down? Yeah. Oh, I definitely do. I don't, I, I'm terrified of letting any of them down. And like, <laughs> I had to record on the first day on November 1st. And so I, I messaged um, Tracy, who I was recording with, and I said, Hey, listen, um, you know, how late do we want to record? <laughs> because we need time to write. <laughs> she was like, right. Yeah. She was like, we need to record as late as possible. So we found like we were recording like at night, like late at night before we went to bed, basically, um, so that we had time to actually write our words in. Um, and yeah, because it was day one. And we were like, neither of us were like, well, I don't want to go into day one and be like, oh, I haven't written yet. Like, that would be embarrassing. <laughs> so like, For sure. Yeah, it's definitely like being held accountable to that degree, like is just super helpful. So everyone should have a NaNoWriMo podcast, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aaron is actually part of my little 
romance writer group of people right. so it's funny it's funny that it's, she's a shared uh buddy in in, in, a, in the term yeah she's a force <laughs> of nature <laughs> that is for sure but i i yeah because i since 2018 i guess i don't even know now but like it's been aaron and two other friends mm-hmm. that we just have a group chat and we're all we all write romance and so it, like november is just like the like chaotic energy that, that, that becomes just, and it is nice though like you know before right before podcasting with you i looked at the group chat and one of the girls um mika was like hey is anybody gonna write tonight like do you want to sprint together mm-hmm. blah 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 so it, it is nice being like oh you know i have a group of people that i know i'm like okay guys like i really the last two days i'm like all right I know you guys can't actually take my phone away, but will someone please yell at me so I can get shit done? And then yeah. Christina will be like, Christina will be like, Liz, put your fucking phone down, put it away, and write somewhere. It's it like, is so okay, helpful. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's helpful to have people that are, you know, just in it with you that are willing to either cheer you on or admonish you for wasting time or, you know, <laughs> spend time sprinting with you. It's It's, I think that, yeah, just having that support group is just just crucial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I've never been a person where like my nano support has always been online like this. Mm-hmm. But I know like I know St. Louis has a pretty it sounds like a, a pretty good group of people that like in before times when it wasn't a pandemic, mm-hmm. they would do like meetups and write-ins and <clears throat> things like that. And 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 I'm curious how nano is affecting people that really, really utilize that in-person, oops, as I punch my mic, that (laughs) in-person writing time with other humans. Yeah, Phoenix has um, what seems like a pretty active community as well. And honestly, I've never been a a part of it. Sadly, I just, I'm very shy. Uh, Somehow talking to people online where it's not face-to-face is a lot better for me than... (laughs) (laughs) being in a room with the person, you know? So, um, I, I don't like to, I don't know. I just get shy. So I, I have never been to a Phoenix event, but from what I hear, it's very active. And, um, yeah, I, I imagine that, you know, because nano this year is they're not allowing, it's not even just because the pandemic is affecting it's, you know, NaNoWriMo as an organization is saying, Hey, Mm -hmm. you are not allowed to have in-person meetups with our name on it. Like we, we, no, absolutely not. So, um, which I which, really appreciate. Yes, absolutely. You know, good for them because that's so responsible and there's so many people that participate in this and they they recognize the reach that saying that can have, you know, in helping protect people. So uh, yeah, just great call from them. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just wonder, um, I know that there's supposed to be some Zoom events um, at some point this month. There has to have already been some. I'm sure I missed them. I don't know. But um I, I wonder that too, I guess. I, and I hope that people are finding ways to, to still be able to connect and, and hold themselves accountable without having that in-person component. To me personally, I mean, I'm, I, it's not even like a shy thing. It's more like, I don't want to sit around a bunch of strangers while I am <laughs> attempting to write. Like, I think I'd find that really, really distracting more than anything. Yeah. And like, I mean, I went to grad school for writing and oh, cool. did the majority of my homework, like, in my apartment or maybe out in public I would go to like a Panera or Starbucks or something and just kind of hole up and work there Mm -hmm. but it's like I can ignore everybody I feel like if I went to an actual write-in there'd be a certain degree of like oh so like what are you what are you working on I'm like don't talk to me I'm trying to focus (laughs) (laughs) I I can't even be productive writing if I'm sitting on my couch with my laptop like I have to be in my office at my desk Mm. in front of the computer like I I am so you know structured in how I get my words in that like I know just the other day actually I ended up at Barnes and Noble I was getting my oil changed so I brought my laptop and I walked to the Barnes and Noble and I sat in their cafe um, you know, six feet apart from everyone with my mask on, um, you know, appropriately, but I, I was like, well, I'll just get some words in here. And oh, isn't this nice? Like I get to be at a cafe, you know? And I just like, I couldn't like every single person that walked up to order, you know, their drink. I was like tuned into that conversation with the barista. I was like, what are you talking about? What are you ordering? You know, like, what's like, like just focus. Like, why can't I just focus on like mind my fucking business? 
right. and, and write my words, you know, so I got a little bit done, but I was, I was disappointed in myself and realized that, yeah, that's not, it's not an environment that works for me, unfortunately. I, it's been interesting for me because I have this time, the majority of my words are me sitting at my desk in my office space at my desktop. Mm-hmm. Um, unless for whatever reason, Jeremy, my husband, needs the computer at nighttime, in which mm-hmm. case I'm upstairs in the living room on the couch with my laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I do that, I tell on the TV, I turn on right. a fireplace on Netflix and oh, have like nice. the the net, the, you know, the the fi- the fire sound. And then I thought you were going to say you just and... turn on TV, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'm more responsible. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like I, but like last year, and even like the years, the last few years. The majority of my writing, I feel like, was on the couch with my, and I now have a lap desk, which m- makes things a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But like the majority of it, like my laptop, like weirdly on my lap on a pillow, or like me awkwardly leaning forward on the coffee table. I'm glad that I'm forcing myself to actually like sit at a desk and be proper. Because <laughs> yeah. I think if I, I think if I sat on the couch for like the majority of the day, I would have such back issues. Yeah, really. I know that's definitely, uh, you know, part of it. Right. But yeah, I don't know. For whatever reason, I just, I think I just get too comfortable. And so then my brain goes into relax mode instead of, you know, get shit done mode. I pull up Facebook or whatever and, you know, just stop, <laughs> stop writing if I'm sitting on the couch. Right. And I already spend a good amount of time doing that when I'm at my desk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I know there's a way to like make it that you can't get on those sites for an oh, X amount of time. I don't do that though. <laughs> kind of extreme. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I can control myself, I swear. I have yet to prove that to myself, but I like to think I can. Right. I'll just keep lying to myself and that's okay. Well, and I think that's like on on the NaNoWriMo website, the, they have that little timer. And I do find that even if I'm sprinting by myself, if, if I'm like, okay, for the next 20 minutes, I'm going to, you know, put my phone in the drawer or whatever and actually focus on what I'm doing. Like, I, I find that is very helpful. And typically when I'm more productive than when I'm just like dicking around at my computer for two hours, yeah. and, you know talking to people on Facebook instead. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I find that for myself, I have to have like a specific routine if I really want to smash words out. Like if I'm just sitting around at my computer, I'll I'll get it done eventually, but it's going to take forever, you know, but I, um, I've taught myself to write, well, to type at least fairly quickly. So Mm -hmm. if I, what I have to do is I have to open up Spotify, turn on my little lo-fi music playlist and plug the headphones in and then um, set a timer on my phone and just go. And that's the yeah. only way I can focus. <laughs> like, like if I if I don't have the music on, it's like it's not real or something. I don't know why. Like, I, I've just trained my brain to only go into mm-hmm. focus mode when I'm doing that. And that's when I hit, like, 900 words in 20 minutes, you know, something crazy. So For sure. Um, Same. You know, so when I feel like I really got to get it done, I have to do my little special routine. Um, otherwise, I'm just kind of like, just being lazy about it. And, and sometimes you want to be lazy about it because you want to think about what you're actually doing and, and really put some intent into it. But sometimes you just don't have time and <laughs> you just need to get the word count in. Yeah. Like day one, because November 1st, that was a Monday? Sunday. It? it was a Sunday. Oh, it was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sundays are kind of busy for me anyway, because I, I podcast in like at 1.30. So it's just mm-hmm. like in the middle of the day. It's like I spend my morning normally prepping for that and then but I was writing in between things and was really impressed with myself. Like, okay, just write for 15 minutes and see what happens. And like cranked out like, you know, 800 words or whatever. Nice. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Neat. And now it's like, I'll do that and be like, all right, just write for 15 minutes. And I'm like, I wrote 400 words. <laughs> I mean, that's 400 words more than I had 15 minutes ago. That's great. But like, oh, what happened to, yeah. what happened to my, my, my time span? Where did oh. it go? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think for me also, it's like, ew, you know, because of where I'm getting at in my book, things, I guess, are more serious, I guess, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, you get to write the fun, fluffy stuff of how the couple like interacts and meet each other initially and then then you have to get into a bit more the nitty-gritty of the relationship Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's taking a little bit more brain power of like okay what's going to lead to them 
breaking up initially and, and working through their issues and all that type of stuff. So. Right. I feel like the drama is when you can't write fast. Like if you have, or at least for me anyway, when I have, I have to think about the drama and make it dramatic and be really, mm-hmm. you know, conscientious with, with the words I'm putting down. And that's when I have to actually like take the time on it. So that's been happening a lot. <laughs> well, especially because at least with romance, like you're like, okay, I need this to be dramatic, but I don't want it to be like over the top or cheesy mm-hmm. or something that's like, if they had just talked to each other for a second, this would have been avoidable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So regardless if your vampire and human fall in love with each other, like, is there any sort of like sexual tension or anything with them there yeah there kind there has been a little bit um i've been throwing it in here and there like where they're at in their relationship right now i'm like not comfortable with them you know hooking up or anything like that um which is funny because i feel like last year i'd already written like three sex scenes and i was like so fun <laughs> you know but i'm just not comfortable with them doing that but there's definitely been some you know, some tension, like he, he thinks she's really lovely and she keeps finding herself attracted to him, but she's like, oh, he's a vampire. Like, oh, but he's so handsome. So that's basically like, <laughs> you know, what's going on there. It's been fun to throw that stuff in, but it's kind of funny because right now I, when I do throw it in, I kind of feel like it's coming out of nowhere. So, but that might just be because I'm in the trenches right now, you know, because yeah. you said you didn't like what you wrote last year, and then you went back and read it, and it was great. That might be happening right now, you know. I, I feel like when I write it, I'm going, "Oh, is this random?" And then when I read it later, it's probably going to be fine. So, regardless, I'm I'm going to work it in there in revisions because I think it's an interesting, you know, thread to follow. Yeah, um, but I'm definitely trying. <laughs> well, it might be like if 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 you think it feels like it's coming out of nowhere that might actually be more natural. That's like, true. Like, I feel like, you know, especially something like that, if you're if you're finding yourself attractive to someone who you know you shouldn't be, mm-hmm. like, I feel like that does kind of come out of nowhere. That is that is true. Yeah, it definitely does. And it's more of one of those things where, yeah, you, you find yourself thinking it and then you go, wait, what? <laughs> like, what yeah, for sure. So, yeah, absolutely. And they're, they're definitely having some of that right now. So... <laughs> Yeah, because what I'm working on is kind of like an enemies to lovers Mm. kind of trope Mm -hmm. um, where, I mean, she was always kind of into him and he, Travis has issues and he's working through his issues and finally being like, oh, I can actually love again. That's great. (laughs) Um, But so there, there is a good amount of that where he's like, what are these feelings? (laughs) (laughs) Question mark? (laughs) And everyone's like, you're an idiot. Yeah, you love her. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) It's been fun, like, finally working on these characters that I came up with years ago. Mm -hmm. And be like, okay, eventually it's going to be their turn. Mm -hmm. And and now actually getting them to... They're like the two horniest of all my characters. And so, of course, they're together. (laughs) (laughs) So It's also been fun kind of seeing, like, how they interact... And like like you mentioned, you wrote several sex scenes last year. Mm-hmm. I was a little shocked how quickly these two ended up hooking up versus my other couple that like <laughs> took their time with that. Right. And I'm like, nah, these two just want to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then why being not? like, well, and then it's like, okay, now they have to like they have the sexual relationship and now they need to figure out the relationship relationship. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's where it's, it gets tricky, I think, because you need to make that believable. Like, I yeah. feel like, I feel like writing, I love writing sex scenes. It, it's very fun in my opinion um, to, to write them, but I feel like it's almost like too easy. Like it's easy to write mm. a believable sex scene because it's like, yeah, you're having sex. Okay. You know, that, that just happens to people, but like, <laughs> like, you know, writing out the the emotions and the relationship, I feel like is what becomes more tricky because like, I don't know why, but somehow that's just harder to make it believable, I guess, because like, when you have emotions, they're hard to quantify with like, you know, logical words and stuff. But sure, um, you know, that's definitely the tricky part is, is showing that emotional growth. Whereas it would just be easy to be like, yeah, and then they bang again, and everything's okay. It's like, well, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> I actually, yeah, because I mean, like I said, this is a very horny couple. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, self, we are not writing erotic romance. There's nothing wrong <laughs> yeah. with erotic romance. But like, 
I need a little bit more than they're just like, and now they're having sex again. Mm-hmm. So I had, I am like, okay, take some steps back, yeah. <laughs> make them have some cute moments that isn't him putting his dick in her. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that's been oh, I, that. Actually, was a thing I was working on yesterday. I was like, oh, and then like they talked about how after they were with friends, they're gonna go have sex. I'm like, no, I don't really want them to. I think they're gonna actually just like watch a movie and fall asleep on the couch <laughs> with the hopes that they were going to have sex, but they fell asleep because they're tired <laughs> My... that, because that happens. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. And that's realistic. I feel like I, I, yeah, I always, um, I always get stuck with the cutesy stuff because I'm like, what do people do? <laughs> I'm like, how do people act to each other? <laughs> like, I don't even know anymore. I, so. I do. I mean, yeah, I've, been married to my husband for five years and we've been together since 2012 yeah, so like i'm in the same I, situation <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, the other times like wait how do people flirt right i'm like <laughs> what do you do on a date like what do people have in common i don't even know like i i don't know so and yeah and especially in my first book like they meet on a dating app which like i used okcupid for like a month uh-huh. In between my last boyfriend and then dating my husband. Yeah. But I met both of those men from college. And so, like, I, my experiences on OkCupid were not great. And back then, it's like the majority of people didn't have smartphones. And so, like, most of the interaction was logging onto the computer and talking. It's like, yeah. the whole, like, swiping on people. Like, I. Which <laughs> direction? My, I don't know. Right? <laughs> and then, like, like one of my girlfriends was uh was single for a little bit right before I started working on on my first book and she let me literally just play with her Tinder. So <laughs> she was like, Oh, it doesn't matter. Like just do whatever you want. I'll just ignore these boys oh, if I don't helpful. want to talk to them. I'm like, oh, oh my, my god. god. <laughs> and so, because there's one scene in my first book where the friend is teaching her friend how to online or how to like use the dating apps. Mm-hmm. And it pretty much is mo- like because my friend was showing me how to use her, her profile. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I'm like, so wait, what do you do? And like, how, uh, what? Why? I'm like, oh, that that that's a pretty person. And I'm like, uh, nah, no, never mind, never mind. <laughs> I feel like most of the romance writers I know like haven't been in long term relationships for so long, and then they're trying to write about people that are dating. Like, why are we like this? <laughs> you know, like. I feel like for me personally, it's one extreme or the other. Like it's people that have been married or in long-term relationships for a long time or people that have been single for a while and and then they find themselves being like, why the fuck am I writing romance? <laughs> <laughs> Either way, we don't know how to date and for some reason we're writing about it. So <laughs> Right. It's fun. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, so, I mean, today's the 14th. Mm-hmm. So where, where are we supposed to be? I don't know where we're supposed to be, but I can tell you where I'm at. I know tomorrow we're supposed to be at 25,000. So. Oof. Yeah. 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 Okay. So today, like if you're following the little tracker, it's 23,338. And I have not written yet. So. I have not either. I will be behind. I have- <laughs> I haven't written today, um, but I'm currently at 22,257. Nice. I'm at 22,089. So very good. Yeah. Oh, so you're like barely behind. Oh. No, you're not even behind. No, I'm not, not behind. Yeah, you're not behind. I thought I'm you said yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. I think yes- yeah, I Yesterday was. when we talked. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. But you caught up. I did. I, um, I, I caught up and then I realized that, well, I didn't even catch up. I just like hit the word count for the day. And then I yeah. was looking at it and I was like, oh, I'm only 400 words behind. Like I should just write those right now before I go to bed and just be caught up. And I ended up sprinting with somebody and writing 800 more words. So then hey. now I'm 400 words ahead you know, the way math, but, uh, yeah, so it, it ended up working out cause I did a, a late night sprint and that was good. So I did that the other night. Um, like, again, like I said, I've been mostly writing during the afternoon and like early evening, but the other night I was looking at my numbers. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so close to whatever number. I'm like, I might as well just keep writing. Mm-hmm. I then, you know, wrote a lot and I'm like, oh no, it's very late at night. And now like, I don't know how it is for you, but if I'm working on a creative project late at night, then I'm just wired and wide awake. (laughs) And so that happens. I end up being like up to like three in the morning the other night. So I was like, all right, I finished writing. Ah, I can't just sleep now. (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah I ugh. find I, I usually end up like I, I don't like writing or I don't like leaving my word count on an odd number like it, <laughs> it, you know like right now I'm sitting at 2289 or whatever 22089 and I'm kicking myself because I could have I could have written one more word and made that 90 <laughs> you know but like but yeah, so like if I'm looking at my overall word count and I'm like, oh my God, I'm just so close to the next thousandth, you know, like word or yeah. like next thousandth number, like I'll just write a hundred extra words and do it. You know, even if I hit my word count, like I like to push myself to get to an even number when I stop mm-hmm. so that it feels complete or something like, I don't know. So then I, I usually get stuck. I don't know. I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to write to 2600. And then I'll be like, well, now I'm only 400 words away from getting to the next thousand. So I guess I'll just write this 4000 words, you know, and I'll just keep going until it's at like an acceptable amount. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely do that, too. (laughs) Which is good. The weird weird ways we trick ourselves. Right. (laughs) Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're going to write those words anyway. You can stop once you hit your word count, you know, but it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things where you're like, well, I just, I'll feel better if I do this. (laughs) Yeah. And then I, do you pay attention to the badges on the website? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm very unhappy that there's nothing. I, I feel this way every year, but there's nothing between 10,000 and 25,000. I'm That's like, come true. on. I know. Are you giving us a 20,000 in there? Like 25 makes sense because you're like halfway point. What? what? Right. But like, that's a big jump. They could have given us 15 maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Like, whatever. I'm mad because there is... Well, I mean, this is just because I'm not going to make the badge. I think it's why I'm mad. But I don't think this one was a badge last year. And it says achieve par every day. Earn this badge by hitting your daily par every single day. Which I have not done. So I'm not going to get the badge. So that makes me mad. (laughs) So does that that mean the actual like 1,667 words? Or does that mean hitting the graph? Because like I have certain... I have certain days where I wrote like almost 3,000 words. Oh, no. Yeah, I think it means as long as you do 1667 or more and not less. Well, because there's some days I own like my lowest day. Oh, my God. Why did I only write 615 words that day? There's a day I wrote only 615 words, but I stayed above the bar graph because I had so many words. Like, See, I don't think that counts. Mm, that's silly. I know. It makes me angry. Because I've never been below the projected daily or like the total number yeah oh i have that's okay (laughs) this year i i'm staying with it this year last year this time i was far behind oh my god mine is pretty close the the most i've been behind i think is 800 words at all so i think I'm, i'm pretty close but on day two i actually only wrote 100 words um and that was just so that i could update it on the site uh, because I had such a bad migraine that mm, <laughs> it just yeah. wasn't it wasn't happening that day, and uh, but I was like I gotta I gotta update it so that I t- don't break my streak, <laughs> you know. So, For sure, which is like so dumb, but I did that, so I'm definitely not getting that achieve par badge or whatever. Maybe next I, year. <laughs> have you looked at like because you can click on your different projects and look at your graphs from the previous years have you looked at it like what the hell did I do yes <laughs> last year was like so I'm looking at it now I mean last year was a pretty steady climb but I can see where I I missed like one day and it took me hold on I'm looking from November 5th I missed a day on November 6th I think and it took me until November 18th to catch back up like, that's how long it took me to catch up from missing one day last year. Oh, for sure. No, that was like, it was November 5th or 6th. I didn't really, I barely, I didn't write. I think that's, that might've been when Aaron and I were at the cabin last year. Mm. And that might've been a travel day. Mm-hmm. And, and then from there, I just, I never got above. Like I, I failed already at November 5th and then just, <laughs> I kept writing, but I just never got ahead. If you look at my 2018, this is the year I don't even know. I got behind on November 8th and stayed behind until I won on the 30th. Oh my gosh. I jumped from 44,431 on the 29th and then hit over 50 on the 30th. Gosh, that is wild. (laughs) And that is why in 2019, when I had a similar thing, I'm like, I was miserable when I did that last year. I'm just... (laughs) just 
calling it what it is. I failed, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the only other year that I did um, Nano was in 2012, and I made it to uh, 15,398 words, and then I gave up. Uh, So that's sad. I'm looking at my graph right now. It's it starts with Oh, it looks like I started on day three. So that wasn't a good start. Oh, geez, I must have yeah. decided to do nano on November 3rd, which is not great. And then what else? I slowly climbed my way up and then I stopped on the 18th. <laughs> and hey, then it just least- flattens out and that's sad. <laughs> yeah. You know, even on the years when we don't make it to the 50, it's like, well, at least I was trying to be productive like I wrote more words and maybe I would have if I had not done this absolutely that is absolutely what it's so important to remember because um yeah if as long as I mean it feels nice to finish it but the thing is like if you didn't participate in nano like how much would you have actually written if you didn't have Mm -hmm. this thing motivating you you know and so it's it's even if you write a thousand words more than you would have otherwise, like that is so good. You know, those are words that Agreed. didn't exist before. Um, and I like to look at that. I use Scrivener to to keep track of everything I'm doing and it'll show me my, my writing history for the months previous. And so like, I'll look and it'll be like, Oh, in September, you only wrote 10,000 words the entire month. And then it's like jump to November where it's like, you wrote 50,000 words. Like, oh, it's just crazy. Like how, how much yeah. you can make yourself write in November. I wish I could do that all the time, but I can't. I don't know why. <laughs> Nano is magic. <laughs> Nano is magic. There is something about it, like knowing that ev- ev- not everyone, but like I know a lot of people that do it. So it's yeah. like knowing there's so many people doing the same thing at mm-hmm. the same time and mm-hmm. we're all stressed out together is <laughs> different than being like, oh, cool I managed this in November how about I take December off and in Jan- you know in in February I'm gonna do this again uh we'll yeah. see like- yeah <laughs> and I definitely I tried that in February I was like well if I can I did 50,000 words in one month what if I did 50,000 words in two months and I just wrote 25,000 words a month I was like that's so mm-hmm. easy I could do that and then I just like failed miserably because nobody was holding me accountable which yeah. I guess the moral of the story is I can only accomplish things if someone holds me accountable which like isn't great but at least I know this about myself (laughs) I am very much that way like I I need deadlines I need that outside influence to get me they can't be deadlines I set though like if I set the deadline it's not happening because I like I can get mad at myself like who cares you know like I'm not afraid of myself if I disappoint myself you know but if somebody else sets a deadline I don't want to disappoint that person (laughs) exactly exactly yeah okay well we're just at the hour mark and I know you have another recording to do today it's a busy day it is a busy day (laughs) um do you want to shout out any of your social media, your different shows that you're doing, anything like that? Yeah. Um, if you want to steep yourself in the the nano madness, um, you can listen to myself and a lot of other lovely people that I mentioned on Wet Hot American Moon Juice, a NaNoWriMo <laughs> podcast, uh, best name for a podcast ever. And um, our season runs from October through December every year, basically. So well, we're only in season two, but you can hear us commiserate with us. Um, if you email us and stuff, we'll talk to you. Um, and you can find me on social media at Morgan Spatola, which is S P A T O L A. Awesome. Well, and then it's tradition here at Dick of the Week that we end an episode with a weird pickup line. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I I found 15 pickup lines guaranteed to work on a book nerd. Oh. So if you could pick a number between one and fifteen, mm. I will give you a pickup line. Nine. Nine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hadn't read any of these oh, yet. So. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> hey, Morgan. Hey, Liz. You're so sexy. I'd even let you fold my pages <laughs> dog-eared style. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. That was great. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for spending your Monday or not Monday. What the fuck? Thank you so much for spending <laughs> your Saturday morning with me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been a delight. It was very fun. I'm glad we did this. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, well, I will... I don't know. Next time I'll record, I'll do something soon with Dick of the Week. And uh, thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you. So contact us at lnlsmutcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at lnlsmutcast. Find episodes of this and other great shows at calamitycast.com or wherever you find your podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Dick of the Week. This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit calamitycast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.